Hey, cheese bags. Welcome to Ofric. <laughs> My name's Lyra. My name's Allie. And today we're going to talk about the Akashic Records. Woo! It was a re-recording, just so everyone's aware. Um, and it is going to be a slightly shorter episode, but with discussion. Love discussion. Discuss. I love going on. Um, did you have in college those discussion boards where your teacher was just like, um, make a post and then reply to two other posts. I hated that. I hated it too. Hated it was that. always just like, I agree with your point and restates the point. That's why I love them because they're so easy. Some of them I would just say, yeah, I agree. Well, I, I always had limits on like the characters they had to submit. So it was like, do 175 to like 300. And I had one that said it has to be at least three sentences long. I, Period. Agree. Agree. Period. Period. A Sick. lot. <laughs> no, or else I also hated. I had professors in college who would say, "We're gonna have a discussion right now, and if you don't say anything, you won't get points for the day." So I would do bare minimum, just say something once to get points for the day. No, I would do the same thing. I, um, because I started doing like just mainly online classes after a while, um. I didn't have to do that, but I hated it so much when I was in an in-person class. Because I'm just like, sir, I have anxiety. I have a speech impediment. And I can't think on the fly. Sir, I just don't like talking to people. Exactly. Give me like a day to think about it. (laughs) I need at least a week advance. (laughs) Please, thank you. But do you remember the last time we discussed the Akashic Records? Mm, I think... Vaguely. I think it would have to do something with, like, kind of like the people cloud. Yes. It's yeah. the iCloud. The iCloud for, for people. For the universe. Okay. Okay. So, it is, imagine that there is in the universe a giant database similar to, like, a computer hard drive or mm-hmm. memory, whatever, however computer works. 5G, baby. Um, this database is unlimited and has all the information known in the past, present, and future of all living things. The only way one can access this database, though, is is through ac- tapping into um, a non-physical plane of existence. So basically like that spiritual realm. I was going to say, is this like when I just kind of zone out and there's like not a thought behind my face? <laughs> so, okay, but it's starting. So think of it starting at that. Mm-hmm. That's like baseline. You're just clearing your head to be able to open it to access the information. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like meditation. Yes. Okay. I will give you the steps on how to um, access the database. Okay, cool. I'm, but I'm in. <laughs> Keyboard noises. <laughs> No, the intense typing. <laughs> yeah. But this is the Akashic record. Akash in Sanskrit means sky, atmosphere, or ether. And it is said to be the universal universal record of everything. And I mean everything. Um, you said it mentioned um, the future too, right? Yes. So past, present, future. If it knows everything, is there ever going to be a change in that future? Or is it, like, always a solidified, like, set future? I think it's just, like... 
As far as that, I did try to see like what kind of information. Mm-hmm. I think as far as that, it's more like technology or like future ideas. It has that in it. So it's not going to tell me basically what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow. No, it's not going to give you win- winning lottery numbers. That's bullshit. Or maybe it might, but I don't That's know. bullshit. I don't trust it. I'm sorry. Damn liberals. But supposedly clairvoyants are or those able to open their third eye can access this database more easily than the average human being. Okay. There are people who who have said to access this record without knowing it. These are people who have no formal training um, or no no past experience with a certain subject, but were able to solve problems or come up with designs or solutions that were revolutionary. So think of like Leonardo da Vinci. He had like Is that Saint DiCaprio? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Leonardo da Vinci. Did you hear that? Leonardo DiCaprio, supposedly according to Christian Bale, he gets offered all leading male roles before other male actors and then they just get the scraps. I don't, I don't feel like I believe that. I don't believe it either. Also, isn't Christian Bale kind of known to be, like, a huge dick? So yes. wouldn't, it, it wouldn't put it past him to put it out but you know, like that. He was a fantastic Batman. Um, he was a hot... I can't remember. <laughs> can you remember? Patrick Bateman. <laughs> American Psycho. Oh, American Psycho. <laughs> um, I, I have an issue, and I think he's really hot in that movie. <laughs> I mean, he is. Incredibly. He got ripped for that movie. He's, that part where he's having sex and looking at himself, flexing in the mirror. You know, it's it's such an asshole move, and it's still so attractive. <laughs> it's so narcissistic, but dang. Oh, God, I got issues. Between him and my obsession with Bruce Campbell and William Defoe. I don't understand. What, I, don't <laughs> I don't understand, understand the me. William Defoe one. He's a great actor, I will say that. I don't know. Never found him physically attractive. I'm in his face. I, I don't think I've ever thought about his body before. <laughs> it's just face. Oh my god. I just look at his face. Okay, we're really off topic. Yeah, Anyways, hot gosh, goblin I... smile. Yeah. I love it. Or green goblin smile. I should say. <laughs> Hemo goblin. But back on track. Think of like Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Some of his designs were said to be very ahead of the times. Mm-hmm. Because he was thinking of, like, flying machines, like, different technologies. And these were, like, stuff that he, like, drew out. Yes. But I had a report on him in fourth grade. <laughs> I know all we'll about about to fourth grade. <laughs> um, but some of, some of the things... I, actually, Assassin's Creed, um, the second one... No, yeah, the second one, you... Um, you help Leonardo da Vinci because he's like best friends with the main character. You help him build one of his or test out one of his flying machines. It's pretty sick. Okay. <laughs> it feels like a very self-insert thing to do, but you know, go off, Henny. <laughs> you know, I just love Assassin's Creed. I've never played it in my life before. Play it. It'll change your life. I don't know about that. That actually, that game kind of leans into the Akashic Record thing. Because God damn it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> the storyline is basically showing you that 
there was a civilization Mm -hmm. that ended and they were very technologically advanced. Okay. So this civilization ended, but all their information was stored in like an otherworldly database. Does this have to do with your main character? Yeah. Because doesn't he like show up in different like timelines? Yeah. Well, um, they're looking for artifacts that reveal the information, Mm -hmm. but they they go back in like time through the blood not really back in time but they're looking at the past memories of the ancestors through like oh, your dna okay to be able to locate where the artifact was last left so like he left it in a cave in the middle of the desert got it oh well, i might give it a try i'm really yeah. bad at video games though but kind of thinking <laughs> catch that, me on twitch <laughs> <laughs> it's like some of these designs are thought to be a civilization in the past that no longer exists. So, like, kind of like Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people think Atlantis had more advanced technology. I'm My brain is not having a good thought process today. <laughs> when you said Atlantis, my, my first thought was Atlanta, Georgia? No. I know. It, it, it made sense after I thought about it. The, the underwater city that's fabled possibly could be real, but probably fake. Yeah. It's up to debate. There okay. could be the evidence about that. Fish there. people? Really? Gonna, you can tell me that fish people exist? No, they sank into the sea, but... But they would have turned into fish people. Have you never watched Futurama? It's um, it's been a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just remember the dog episode. <laughs> the one that breaks everybody. Yeah, that one is so out of pocket. <laughs> Back on track. Um, like Atlantis, some people believe that Atlantis had advanced technology mm-hmm. that caused them to sink into the ocean, and so that technology that they had is some of the technology that we're starting to see and that like the geniuses of our time are basically getting the ideas from the this record okay dish record but this record but yeah like basically everything that's going to be known these designs aren't just random it's like how people it how some people have one idea and they think they're the only ones mm-hmm. and it's happened where people have thought of something go to patent the idea and it's like well there's these three other people that are also trying to patent this same idea we we just don't have a genuine like experience or thought that's all i'm getting no, from that no I mean, there's a lot of people in the world it doesn't surprise me yeah and that's i'm just what, like i'm skeptical about it so it's like a collective mind a hive mind, a hive mind. we're all just bees in this yes. <laughs> this bitch called life but, so this is a name I have a very hard time saying. So it's Helena Petrovna Blavlovsky, aka Russian. Madame Blavlovsky. Yes. Okay. Um, she is the co-founder of this Theosophical Society. She wrote about the Akashic Records, stating that they were a life force, indestructible tablets of astral life. Um, recording every human thought in the past, present, and future. And another member of the society, Alfred Percy Sinet, further supported the existence of the Akashic Record, stating, Buddha taught two things are eternal, Akash, Akasha 
and nirvana. Everything has come out of Akasa in obedience to a law of motion inherent in it and passes away. No thing ever comes out of nothing. So again, like you're saying, your thoughts are like not, not genuine, origi- not original. No. <laughs> I, wow, thanks. That hurts my I'm feelings. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. I got a theory though. Yes. Do you think that Atlantis probably sank because they got too advanced and they thought they were too powerful? That's kind of one of the theories of why they like sank into the sea. It was that their technology was got way too advanced and ended up not like turn. It's not like robots that ended up turning on them. It mm-hmm. was just like they self destructed. I think so. Yeah. That's also one of the. I think it kind of goes with utopia, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's not achievable. I think if you were to achieve it, it probably would be something. Very similar to media like The Giver or, uh, I can't think of another one, but, you know, where everything's, like, super sterile, but there's always somebody who's, like, so oh, like uncomfortable divergent. with the fact. I've never, oh. I call it detergent, first of all. Um, also, um, I've, I've never watched it. But, yeah, where it's just, like, everything's too clean, too sterile, too, like, organized that there are people who are super unhappy, but they can't express it. Yeah. And then eventually it just kind of all goes to shit because somebody brings shit into into the mix and changes yeah. things or like um or tron i never watched tron i don't know i've never watched it in its entirety but i feel like it's along the same idea isn't that like an arcade game where they go zoom, zoom? yeah and they go okay. inside the game and there's a society inside the game we live in a society. Yeah, and then there's, like, stuff happening outside of society. So. I, I don't know anything about it. I, mean, well, I was Logan's, literally just talking about the arcade game. <laughs> Logan's Run is a good one. That's a really old... It's a really old movie. I don't know what that is. I might watch that watch one it. if it's you old. Watch it. No, it's a good movie. You should watch it. I'll probably watch it. Is it Definitely sci- recommend. sci-fi? Huh? Is it sci-fi? Yes. It's, not, it's it set like in, like, the future, but, okay, basically, the characters... So you have this gem in your hand, basically. Okay. And once I think the age is 30, Mm -hmm. so like in two years for us, (laughs) um, (laughs) your gem basically lights up, right? Okay. And so the people that are destined to die, it's basically like a a thinning the herd type of thing Uh, where they have too many people. So they're trying to get rid of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So your gem lights up which means you're chosen and to the people in the society they think oh my god i've been chosen how amazing and it ends up but yeah and like you see the whole performance where they're floating around in this thing and they got shot by lasers and they like i don't know i don't remember if they explode or something they basically die yeah but then two a man and a woman they're like a couple Mm -hmm. they end up being a couple but they like start questioning it is this before they light up? No, or one after? Of, I think one of them or both of them light up. I don't remember. Makes sense if they both did. And they met up. They were like, yeah. this is messed up. Yeah, but basically I think it's like they're scared to go through with it. Mm-hmm. So they like escape. They try to escape, basically. Okay. Or if you ever watch The Island, that's another good one. Oh, with I have Ewan watched that McGregor. one. I have watched that one. It's so I don't remember that. it very well, but I do remember it. Yeah, it's kind of like that without the whole organ donor thing 
for some reason, one of my psychiatry teachers actually um, ended up showing us that video. I think it had to do with ethics. Because it, oh, is, is it ethical to do that? It's ethical problem. Realistically, I feel like that would have been a better movie for things like a philosophy class, because I think ethics play a bigger part in that. But, I mean, I didn't mind a movie, <laughs> movie during class. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. So one of these instances where um, someone accessed this database without mm-hmm. knowing is Srinivasa Ramun- Ramanujan. So he's Southeast Indian. Asian? He's Indian, yes. Okay. It sounds like um, it. He is believed to access this record. Um, he was born on December 22nd, 1887 in Erode, Tamil Nadu, India. Uh, oh, I know all about them. Oh, yeah? Tell yeah. me. I'm... Listen, I, the reason I said Southeast Asian is because it sounded like a, a name that I couldn't spell. There's a lot of... Um, Indian um, country, not countries, states, and like um, cities and all that, that I'm just like, I will never remember the name of it because I don't, it doesn't make any sense on how to spell it in my head. No, I agree. Yeah. And that's how I usually remember places is how do spell in my name? Pretty much if you're not in South America or a Latin country, I don't really remember. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's tough. Or even European, some European countries, they're just so hard to spell. I know. I, such a I, long name. I can't long deal names. with anything aside from, like, mainly English, like, or, I guess, Germanic-centric, like, names. Yeah. Roman or, like, um, Baltic, um, Slavic, all that stuff. I'm just like, I'm not even going to mess with that. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot yeah. think. That's there. Yeah. <laughs> So his father worked as a shop clerk while his mother was a housewife. He did attend primary school in 1892 and entered secondary school in 1897. So in secondary school is where he was formally introduced to introduced to mathematics for the first time. Um, when he was 11, two college students were staying at his family home where he exhausted them of their mathematical knowledge. So it, from an early age, he had like an affinity towards mathematics mm-hmm. um he then obtained an advanced trigonometry book and mastered it by the age of 13 and at this time he just started to discover sophisticated theorems all of his own so at the age of 13 he started writing his own theorems mm-hmm. uh, i could never i hate trigonometry i almost failed out I've of it i've never done it so. i almost failed out of it i did the two math classes that were required <laughs> and then never did <laughs> in high school or college in high school oh okay in college it was um you just had to take like the basic placement test right well no because it was a well i did have to take a the placement test but because it was a culinary school mm-hmm. you just had to learn culinary math oh okay so, if you have a recipe, you need to, like... Convert things. Yeah, I could do easy. that all day. Convert from the metric system to R, whatever they call ours. I, I think we're the metric system, oh. aren't we? I thought that was grams. I don't know. I don't know. Switching That's... from one to the other, I could do it all day, every day. 
But like you ask me about shapes, I'm like, I don't know. I just can't do trigonometry. It's in my downfall. Well, apparently they changed how PEMDAS is done. It's not PEMDAS anymore. It's not parentheses, exponent, I don't know. I saw a video because a mom was saying, what is the, what is the school teaching this mathematics to my child? Because it's totally different than how we were taught. If I remember correctly, it's parentheses is first. So anything in the parentheses should do first. Exponent. And then anything that's got an exponent. Mm -hmm. And then you have multiplication and then division, which Mm -hmm. are on the same level. So you can do them. I, either or it can be one or yeah you can do division first or multiplication first doesn't matter but they're like on the same level um and then it's addition and subtraction on the yes. same level as well mm-hmm. so it's different from that is what you're telling me yes That's... i don't remember how it's different she showed it and it confused me and i was like mm-hmm. i don't, don't want to change the information oh right my now. gosh the only thing i can think of is that i know there are a couple people who use pemdos and it's like you go right down the word so instead of like um, multiplication and division being on the same level and you can do either or first mm-hmm. you have to do multiplication and then division and then same thing with addition and subtraction I mean, it's always addition how, and then subtraction that's just how i did it because of the order but i just like yeah it's switching something i don't know everything's different now i don't get it education's different we're like um mr incredible in the second incredibles movie yeah. <laughs> math is math <laughs> it's true <laughs> you can't just change it I mean, my job doesn't rely on math, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go into that industry either. I was going to say, I don't think mine does. No, it doesn't. You know, like, actually, I have no idea what you do. <laughs> I'm a backgrounds investigator. I don't know what that means. I investigate backgrounds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, in 1902... He created his own method to solve quadratic a quadratic functions. He then tried to solve the quintic functions. Love quintic functions. But he didn't know they couldn't be u- solved using radicals. Mm, of course, of course. I know. I was just like, oh wow, exactly. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> I mean, listen. I know what a quadratic quadratic formula is, and I know what a quintic one is radicals not making any sense in my head i think it's just because i've been out of school for a long time (laughs) out of math school for a long time i don't know but he was solving this at let's see it wasn't like 13 or something like that yeah it was age 13 so it's like whatever i I mean have you seen some of like the 13 year old artists out there yeah i've always like looked at them i'm just like how the hell you do that yeah i'm just like i barely know how to pick up pencil babes but around the same time he acquired a book of five thousand theorems and studied them in great detail by 1906 he was studying mathematics independently living on the edge of starvation and in poverty but he started to write his own formulas um he wrote a letter to british mathematicians gh hardy in this letter, Ramanujan included his formula, which Hardy had recognized from his own unpublished works. Mm-hmm. This led Hardy to start collaborating collaborating with him, and these two created formulas that would later be used in physics as well as other fields. So, 
part of why they think he accessed the Akashic Records is because he was just like the formulas just came to him mm-hmm. and he wrote them down. And he wrote down formulas that like G.H. Hardy, who was all the way in Britain, he had unpublished works with the exact same formulas. So it was kind of like a, how did they come up with the same thing? Had they ever been in contact prior to that or no? No. Okay. Prior to him sending his first letter, um, they were never in contact. So that's why, that's what led G.H. Hardy to contact him is because um, Ramanujan put some of his formulas Mm -hmm. and he was like, hey, that's mine. What you doing with that? Yeah. He's like, how did you get that if I haven't even published it yet? Mm -hmm. As a side note, do you think him being kind of in a desperate situation, I guess you could say, like starving contributed to that? Like maybe he was hallucinating because of it and coming up with like new theories that somehow made sense. Because I mean, I don't mean to brag, but (laughs) I mean, I was kind of like a genius in like third grade starving no (laughs) No. (laughs) i mean i barely ate in third grade too um not because like i was as you know in a bad situation or anything it was literally just like i don't like to eat anything except for oranges um maybe that was my not not my kryptonite you know my my superfood um but i was really good at math then which i mean that isn't saying a lot because it's like third grade math it's one plus one no, it's a little bit more than that. Two you're times your, two. You're past your multiplication tables at that point. Um, but I just remember, like, a lot of the times we'd just uh, be learning new stuff, and our teacher would be asking us, like, how do you think we solved this formula? And I'd always be the one to be like, oh, you do this, this, and this. And it would be right. Like, again, like, I don't look at the textbook. <laughs> I was just guessing. All right, everyone. She's a prodigy. <laughs> In third grade, I was. But... It just makes me think of, like, that situation, like, but on a way more advanced level. Because, like, obviously he understands the new stuff because he's mm-hmm. been studying it more. So, to me, it seems like he found patterns. And because he was in a situation where maybe, like, he was hallucinating, maybe he was thinking a little bit more about things, um, hyper-focusing on stuff, <laughs> um, he could have, like, come up with it that way. Well, he did say that someone asked where the theories or how he came up with his different formulas and all Mm -hmm. that stuff he said they came to him in his dreams from the hindu goddess of namagiri every time he had one of these dreams he would write down the formulas he would see in his dreams Mm -hmm. so that could it's like the queen's gambit that could partially like be hand in hand he could be hallucinating in his dreams Mm -hmm. well it's a dream i don't think you hallucinate i think you're just dreaming but he could be like because he's so hungry that'd be (laughs) And so many of his formulas um, during this time were proven to work later on down the road. Um, For example, he wrote down the formula for how black holes work or behave, I should say. And it wasn't until 2002 that it was proven to actually work. Hmm. So like he was writing down formulas that even to this day we're finding out they work with our current knowledge of like physics or I guess mostly physics. I love physics. Mathematics. I don't get it, so... Like equals MC squared. 9.28 meters per second squared. You were Love a it. physics major, weren't you? Yeah, electrical engineering, though. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it all starts with it physics. all starts with like the basics, like that, because you have to take those kinds of classes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's another thing where it's like, where was he getting these formulas that didn't even apply to his like area present? of study? Yeah. Well, not just that, just the era that he was in. Mm, so like, there was nothing to like back it up. Yeah. So was, okay, some of his works during the time they would study them. And it's like some of the formulas, they were just like, we don't know what this goes to. Like, we don't oh, know what this Oh, okay. Is. So, like, his black hole. Um, like, the it, formula could, for yeah. the black, how black holes behave. Exactly. So, he just thought it up. He wrote it down. Yeah. And he had nothing to connect it with. He was just like, this is probably yeah. something. Here we go. Yeah, he published and then it. And now, here in the future, we have come up with that exact same formula and connected it back to his mm-hmm. because he has it in his records or whatever. Yes interesting and so um like other people who are said to access this records are nikola tesla and we talked about it briefly mm-hmm. last time i also had a crush on him when i was younger <laughs> old white guys sorry um, <laughs> tesla said his ideas are solutions whenever he came to like uh, a mental block mm-hmm. would come to him through visions hallucinations what? maybe hallucinations but they would come to him once like i don't know i don't know much about tesla you know more about him you know a little bit about him i was mainly distracted by his stupid portraits which again could be 100 percent that one where he's looking away from the camera and it's just his side profile <laughs> top dollar right there anyways go on i forgot we were talking about nikola tesla by the way oh my god <laughs> i got distracted okay no, just that his stuff came to him through visions. Okay. I mean, I I think I think it's kind of a known thing that he suffered from hallucinations. Again, that could be for a variety of reasons. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of trends here with hallucinations. But it could be that that, that out-of-body state of hallucinating is opening up your third eye without you controlling it do you have to go to the optometrist for my third eye yes damn it <laughs> they're gonna dilate it oh no don't puff the air into it please okay so another instance of having a futuristic thought before the actual like not pr- i don't want to say proven but like before people actually started accepting the idea i should say um, was Giordano Bruno was an Italian Dominican friar, which is someone at the time who followed St. Dominic, mm-hmm. not someone from the Dominican Republic. Um, during the late 1500s, he claimed to have access to the memories of the great Greek philosophers. He also said the universe was infinite with no center and said each star was a distant sun with its own planets. He, so Galileo had this same idea of the mm-hmm. solar system but started proposing it years before. But um, I should say Giordano started proposing it years before Galileo did. Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's another instance where it's like two people have the same ideas, mm-hmm. but it's like they're far apart or like this guy thought of it way before it was proven. Or did Galileo pr- he proved it? Mm-hmm. that's right okay yeah 
yeah, he proved that that's that was the case. Gotcha. Again, it's just like you have the formula, but you don't have whatever yes, it's attached to. You don't to have yet. the technology. Yeah. There has also been um, phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena of individual <laughs> of individuals suffering from a traumatic head wound, stroke, or other type of brain injury. Mm-hmm. Um, when they recover, they can either speak a different language, know how to play an instrument, or have expert knowledge of a subject, all of which were previously unknown for them. So there's like a guy who had, I want to say he had a stroke. But I don't remember. Um, But when he recovered from this traumatic injury, Mm -hmm. he was able, he said that he would see the patterns in his mind. So he would see black and white patterns in his mind. And he would be, he played the piano like he had been playing his whole life. And prior to this incident, he never played the piano. And all of a sudden after this event, he started playing the piano like he was Beethoven. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I can't explain that one. Exactly. No, I'm bleeding. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Can I just point out the fact that I also got a head injury when I was a lot younger? But did you learn something? No, I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up speaking Japanese. All I got with this was head trauma when I should have gotten some cool superpower. No, I had a hand injury and all I got was this stupid shirt. (laughs) I need that. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, maybe it has to do with like where you hit your head because mine was like the back of my head. But like even a stroke, you don't control where you. I've never gotten a stroke. But I'm just saying a stroke. Well, what if what if it? That's random. I mean, where where do strokes happen? Is it always like in the same area of the brain, or like? No, it can happen in different areas of the brain. It's just basically. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's just. That's what I'm just trying to say. Is like, let's say, if you get a traumatic head injury towards like, and I don't think it's actually here, uh, like on the front of your brain, like, I think that's the frontal lobe. Yeah, could be wrong. No, correct. (laughs) Let's say like you get hit there. Maybe you have a stroke and it affects that area. Then that's when it happens. And that's why I didn't get my superpowers. No, I was going to say, so you hit the front of your head, you become a musical genius. You hit the back of your head. <laughs> you just become dumb. <laughs> no, I'm upset. No, maybe this is why I was such a genius in like third grade. In th- oh, is that when you're, you hit your head? Uh, a little bit earlier than that, I think. I don't remember. I just remember that I almost had a bathroom on fire. Oh my god. It was my fault. That's okay. I used to have a candle um, next to my bed. I think I was like 13. I had mm-hmm. one of those like Yankee candles, the one with the three wicks. Yeah. And I would just burn because I, I just love I just love fire. <laughs> I would burn pieces of paper, but I would put them out. But mm-hmm. my mom found the candle and the burnt pieces of paper and she took it all away from me. <laughs> it's like you're... You're not responsible enough for this. No, she's like, you're going to burn down the house. But anyways, the thought of why these people have the same ideas. So mm-hmm. Galileo, um, Giordano, Bruno, Nikola Tesla. I don't know if anybody else had the same ideas as him. But me and your mom. Or Leonardo da Vinci making... Uh, <laughs> Still to get <laughs> um, Making like flying machines mm-hmm. and having the idea of flying... Yeah. Way before 
we actually started making airplanes. I was going to say Orville Peck, but that's like, I think he's a country singer who wears that mask. I don't know who that is. So. I, don't, I don't know. But I, it's like. I don't listen to country. <laughs> <laughs> they're accessing this database where they're seeing these ideas that are way before their time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in the case of like Leonardo da Vinci, I feel like that itself is is kind of proof more that yeah, again, like maybe the Akashic records can believe it. Um, it it's going back to like anybody who's successfully created a plane. I think I was thinking of the Orville brothers. <laughs> is that who it is? Orville Wright, the okay. Wright, the Wright brothers. There yes. we go. Um, I was thinking of the popcorn people. I'm pretty sure. Um. But, like, that that to me, you know, makes a lot of sense. Well, think about... To the- me, though, like, the people who have just come up with a formula or something, and then somebody else finds whatever that formula is mm-hmm. and connects it to something, I think those are two separate instances. I think, again, like, the first instance where, like, they just find that formula, that first thought, like, that inspiration, whatever, I think that's just them making patterns and connecting patterns and finding something within that. I yeah. think... Again, once we actually have been able to understand things a little bit more and then find that pattern again and connect it to something else to where we can advance it in our own technology or knowledge or whatever, I think it's just separate and it's a, it's more of a coincidence. Yeah. Well, as I say, think of... So Leonardo da Vinci lived from 1452 to 1519. Mm-hmm. The Wright brothers first flew an airplane in 1903 successfully i should say mm-hmm. so I, but i think towards the end of the 1800s and the early 1900s that's when they really started like developing the doing stuff. flying machines yeah mm-hmm. but again i feel like that w- that would just be a normal like thing to want to do is just like develop something to fly with i have never thought in my life i want to fly I think for a lot of individuals who are creative, maybe intellectuals, they probably look at birds and think like, damn, I want to do that too. I want to do that shit. I'm I'm not somebody who's just like, I want to fly. I I hated my first airplane ride and I still hate airplanes. So I don't know how to feel about them. I just know that I don't ever want to sit in the back of an airplane because I've done that before. It was awful. There's a lot of turbulence back there. No, I know that. It's like the bus. I've sat at the way back, like the mm-hmm. the seats next to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But I feel like any earlier plane sucks. Yeah, that's just the only time that I'm just like, nope, no, ma'am. Then again, I'm just, it's, my hips always hurt, so any airplane ride like fucking sucks for me. All right. Do you want to know how to access the Akasha? Garden? I do. Yes. Anyone can access this. You don't need a special power. I don't need a Disney pass? No. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Good. It is easier for people who are like clairvoyant or like more susceptible to the spiritual realm. Okay. If you will. But here's step by step on how to access the records. So one. Mm -hmm. Think about what you want to learn from the records. Okay. So you're going to write down your questions you may have about your past, current, or future self. That's another thing. It will have, like, your past lives. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to learn about who you were in a past life and, like, what you did. 
Gotta hope reincarnation isn't real because that's terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, death doesn't scare me. Reincarnation scares me. <laughs> I know, that is very scary. Not, not because I'm worried about like re- being reincarnated like terribly or anything like that. I'm just like, God, I don't want to live more than just one life. I'm depressed, guys. Hi. I got to do this all over again. I am tired. <laughs> Okay, so third, you want to focus on asking one question at a time. Okay. Um, Four, state your intention or question out loud to keep the question in the front of your mind. In the front of the said, All you want is to think of this one question. You don't want to have any other thoughts. Uh, Five, find a quiet place and get into a comfortable position. Breathe deeply for five minutes. Okay. Can I have a timer set for this or no? Can you, Does it have to be like absolutely silent? I, mean, I, I don't you, know what five minutes is in my head. I think eventually your deep breaths. I think it's just five mar- five minutes is just like a... Total state of like relaxation or something. Yeah, that'll get you. So like you're you, basically meditating. But it's kind of just like, you know how some people that want instructions, they want a time. Because I'm like that where I'm like, well, how long is it going to take? Yeah. So that's probably just like a... An, an a number just yeah. until you're like fully relaxed I'm but guessing. if you're if you set a timer your timer might take you out of if you start to go into that relaxive state mm, okay so no timers no timers. okay i mean you can if you want but i'm just i'm cautioning that it could take you yeah it could take you away from what you're trying to do okay so begin to meditate on your question mm-hmm um, once you have been meditating for five minutes or longer, ask for access to the records. Wait for information to flow into your consciousness. You may find out information of your past life that you don't like. Like if you're a terrible person. Okay. Um, state who you are and your intention if you encounter another presence while you are accessing them. Once you find your answer or feel done, come out of your meditative state. Write down any information learned from the records. You can repeat this process to learn more as many times as you want, and you can become a master at accessing it. Yeah, that's all I have on the hive mind. Interesting. So when it says that you need to come up with questions for like on your your past, present, and your future, is it? Is that the only kind of questions that you can actually ask the, the the cloud, the great mind cloud? I'm sure you could ask because if it has all the knowledge in the universe, mm-hmm. I'm sure you could ask other questions and like find the answers to those questions. Because, yeah. I mean, it if, if you can just ask those questions, is it going to be like, am I going to find the 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 cure to cancer? That's all I can think of. Um or can you be like, um, is the cure to cancer going to be found in the future? Or I think with anything that's futuristic, <laughs> it's vague. It's always vague. Then how did the people who found all this knowledge beforehand find out that knowledge? If it's so fuzzy. I don't, that's the thing that I'm like fuzzy about with it is because I think ain't if you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're looking for a specific like. What are winning lottery numbers? Because mm-hmm. another thing is like people say that winning lottery numbers just come to them in a dream mm-hmm. and then they write it down. 
but I think because, like, let's say Ramanujan, he wasn't actively looking for um, these theorems, per se. He was just sleeping, and it came to him, mm-hmm. and he wrote it down. So does that mean that the cloud is kind of leaky, and it just kind of gives you some knowledge every here and there? It gives you what you what it wants to, I should say. Okay, I was going to say, like, because that doesn't sound like you're asking it for knowledge. Sounds kind of selfish of the cloud. Just saying. I'm just saying. I have well, it's a like head You could go in looking for information, and it could not be the information you want. So, particularly with the asking about your past self, mm-hmm. it might not give you the information you want. So, it's withholding information, too? or It, it, it does whatever you- it wants. That's pretty fucking rude. <laughs> I want my money back. I don't know. I kind of think of it as like, uh, not like a deity, but like think of a librarian. librarian. <laughs> I was thinking of like the the mind cloud from Futurama because I remember that episode. Or that the, one. The, the big brain, whatever. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking of that. Or actually, there was a cloud in one of the there Futurama was, episodes, yeah. but it was like the and Star then, Trek one. But they start asking a question, mm-hmm. and then it gives them the question. I mean, that's the the cloud one is completely separate. Yeah, that one was just a nerd. <laughs> um, but the brain one, yeah, that that mm-hmm. one, that one had the kind of same gist. I don't know. That's why I'm like fuzzy on, and I was trying to find more like, do you always get the answer you want? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's kind of like with futuristic stuff, it's vague. Because I'm getting eight ball like, vibes from it. Yeah, where it's like... Ask later. Yeah. Just like, or oh. like, maybe someday. Like, no. The magic conch. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Magic conch. Oh. What should we do? Nothing. That was a good episode. <laughs> of Bob Esponja. Yes. Yeah. That's I have for you. Thank you. That was very interesting. I don't believe it, but you know, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, I'm just that. Cut that out. Cut that out. I'm just that crazy person with the tin foil on my head. You know, that's me. Um, every month, we have to. Ma- <laughs> so, <laughs> um, to get my hair blonde enough. Um, oh. every, every uh, yeah, and we have to bleach it, and we have to put yeah. um foil on it. Yeah. So I end up having like this little bun of like black on the back of my head and then like this tinfoil visor <laughs> that goes around. <laughs> so quite literally, I have like a tinfoil hat every month. It's cute. I love it. I wish I took pictures, but I, I've never taken pictures. Next time. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Kind of in the moment when I'm getting my hair done. And by that, I mean like I'm disassociating and I'm just vibing to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And you can find more of our content on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Not me forgetting every platform we're on. At Ofric Podcast. So we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.